Remember peering from shore? Before you waded, into the gentle war? The scary, deep, and endless water. Just starting to swim, without a spotter. What does it take to learn to sail? To ride the waves? To land a whale? Do you remember that one special night? When you got that belt? And earn your right? Gather round sailor, don't be late. This is the Blue Belt episode of the Jiu-Jitsu Tapes. Going from white to blue belt is, is probably one of the toughest things to do. And it's probably one of the most exciting things to do. I, I think the expression on a, a, a new blue belt's face, it's amazing, you know, because it's their first step towards getting that eventual black belt. It's the first step of them being acknowledged and, you know, their peers telling them, hey, you know, you're on the right path. In the words of the ancients, one should make his decisions within the space of seven breaths. It is a matter of being determined and having the spirit to break right through to the other side. Being a blue belt in a, in a team or academy, you know, it makes you feel like part of the family. It makes you feel like you belong. It made me feel like, okay, wow, like I, I'm, I'm not just like a guy that doesn't understand this new exotic art i understand what's going on and i have the basics of it so just the experience of getting it was something i'll never ever forget i was telling people the other day that i really believe that on those old school days you would not get the blue belt unless you knew the whole self-defense program positions which is like 70-something positions or, or more. You know, a range from, you have to have skills of approaching the clinch, self-defending, you know, cause it's pretty simple. At Blue Belt Age, you should have this, this idea of, of, of uh, if you get in a fight right now, if you're a Blue Belt, you should have an idea of how to keep your hands up, a little bit of stand up, Tiny little beer. We're not a stand-up martial arts style. But back in the day, we used to do a lot of stand-up. Push, pull, touch head, touch the face. Kind of keep those hands up active all the time. And then you would learn how to clinch and control. And then you learn how to do a takedown. And then you learn how to control yourself, how to control, how to restrain an opponent. This doesn't exist anymore. Even on my students, it's sad. I have to be very honest. Even on my students, because I have to follow up with the hype of what they see on online tournaments and shaking hands and sitting down, not even shaking hands, just sitting straight up down. It is said that what is called the spirit of an age is something to which one cannot return. That the spirit gradually dissipates is due to the world's coming to an end. For this reason, although one would like to change today's world back to the spirit of 100 years or more ago, it could not be done. Thus, it is important to make the best out of every generation.
back in the day from from blue belt to black, the difference was like the amount of training. Do you know how if somebody attack you right now in the street, Copacabana, crazy all the time, all the time. Somebody attack you, you're gonna keep your hands up, stay in base, be able to understand you know the connection the clinch and then from there you know you understand like one two three good takedowns and then from there you understand that uh, you try to stay on top not on the bottom that you know guard on the street and many other places would not be the ideal situation that you need to control that individual and then possibly ask him to quit or you're gonna have to make him quit. So those are, those are the blue, blue requirements to become a blue belt back in the day. Not that you have to go in a fight. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I gotta go and get in a fight to be a blue belt. No, no, no. What I'm saying is that the train that we used to do in the academy used to be geared to that kind of like Thing. Oh, right now, today, guys, end of the class, let's take the kimono up. That's what they call no gi today. That We've been doing that for 40 years. Oh, man, it's so hard. Let's take the gi off. We're just like, just kimono pants and let's slap the crap of each other. As far as blue belting goes, your first priority is to start to develop the game you need in the art of attacking people. Now, the mistake that blue belts make a lot of times is that they feel like they need to mass up a bunch of information. And so they mislead themselves sometimes. It doesn't always work this way. Obviously, there's some people who have a, a knack for it, right? But they tend to look at a lot of techniques. And what happens when you look at techniques, um, you're either looking at them autodidactically, which is what blue belts believe they are able to do. Now, that's a huge word, autodidactic, but it just simply means self-trained. So a blue belt meets somebody whose game is just beyond their own, and they try to develop what they think is that game and learning that they need to develop their own thing, and they get caught up in taking on too much information and not actually finishing that game before they decide to focus on another thing. It's bad when one thing becomes two. One should not look for anything else in the way of the samurai. It's the same for anything else that is called a way. If one understands things in this manner, he should be able to hear about all ways and be more and more in accord with his own. You'll hear people say, blue belts are the ADHD kids of jujitsu. They just have a hundred things going on in their head and they're trying to figure out, well, I gotta be good here. I gotta be good there, I gotta be good there. And I need to get this game down. I gotta be good at this task because it can't be the crappiest blue belt. I gotta be better at this. And so they don't focus at all on one particular game. They focus on all of it because now they believe they can learn it. And that's the problem with a lot of blue belts is that blue beltism just basically means I'm trying to learn everything as much as I can, as fast as I can get it in my head and learn everything that I think is tricky and neato more than just 
going forward was one simple process in developing from there like a flower. The flower sweet is a flower sweet because it blossoms into a lot of other things. But the same thing goes with bluebells. You're basically a flower and you need to blossom into something else. So like to me, being a blue belt is um, understanding the chaos. You kind of look at the difference between white belts and blue belts. You, I, like you look at a brand new white belt, it's just chaos. It's all over the place. It's like a constant street fight. Um, there's no rhyme or reason for any positioning that the, the new white belt is doing. It's basically just survival and thrashing around. Uh, you get into the blue belt phase. And to me, it's that structured chaos. There is something to be learned from a rainstorm. When meeting with a sudden shower, you try not to get wet and run quickly along the road. By doing such things as passing under the eaves of houses, you still get wet. When you're resolved from the beginning, you will not be perplexed that you will still get the same soaking. This understanding extends to all things. When did I get my blue belt? I got my blue belt in 1996. Um, and it was like the best feeling in the world because I remember blue belts were like few and far between still back then at least. I, I mean, there was definitely blue belts coming up a little bit, but it wasn't like a, an everyday thing like it is now. So I was stoked, man. I was, I was a teenager, you know what I mean? So getting my blue belt back then, was, that was a huge deal for me. I remember I got my blue belt after I won, a, uh, I won an in-house tournament. It was my first tournament. I won in my weight class. And I got second place in the absolute class that day. I got choked to sleep in the finals. <laughs> Even if a samurai's head were to be suddenly cut off, he should still be able to perform one more action with certainty. If one becomes like a revengeful ghost and shows great determination, though his head is cut off, he should not die. It had felt for me that it was like when I arrived. And when I say when I arrived, I think that is uh, a short way of saying like when I finally knew what the fuck was going on. Um, I think that the moment someone becomes a blue belt to me is a stage when they have some sort of cohesive or holistic understanding of what the game or the sport or the art of, of jujitsu is. Among the maxims on Lord Naoshige's wall, there was this one. Matters of great concern should be treated lightly. Master Ite commented, matters of small concern should be treated seriously. I use the analogy a lot of times of a journey from white belt to black belt being, you know, as a white belt, you're, you're learning the alphabet. And as a blue belt, you're just kind of learning how to make words, right? So you're becoming literate. And then as a purple belt, you're constructing sentences. As a, as a brown belt, you're writing chapters. And as a black belt, you're capable of writing novels and books. So you have a mastery of the language. So blue belt for me is a crucial point because if we don't become literate, how do we ever master or how do we ever express what it is that we would like to share? So that's what a blue belt means to me. It took me a while in Brazil, you know, things used to take longer 
So I remember my coach used to hold bell tests and it was nerve wracking because you will be in the middle <laughs> uh, and then he will call some you know, techniques and you have to perform in front of your group. And so first, first the, the process was really, really cool in my opinion, you know, um, being there and having to prepare myself without knowing what he would ask me and try to be well-rounded, you know, after spending almost two years, two or more years as a white belt. There is surely nothing other than the single purpose of the present moment. A man's whole life is a succession of moment after moment. If one fully understands the present moment, there will be nothing else to do and nothing else to pursue. And right after that is just that pressure a little bit, right? Like, I don't want to get tapped by white belts. I want to, you know, survive against blue belts and maybe later on one day I go after the purple belts. You know, I could now maybe walk around with my blue belt hanging out of my backpack without being, you know, feeling like I'm a beginner, <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, you, you brought some pressure, uh, a good sense of accomplishment and the desire to keep going forward. This episode featured, in order of appearance, Ricardo Amendolia, Luis Lamauradia, Ron Maines, Jared Weiner, Emily Kwok, and Luigi Mondelli. All episodes of the Jiu-Jitsu Tapes are presented by Shoyo Roll. Visit us on shoyoroll.com.